0: Thank you, Johanna, for reading our scripture lesson this morning. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems like bad manners or cynicism is always a sign of things no eyes have seen or ears have heard. You don't know what wars are going on down where the spirit meets the bone. But ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Nine percent. Only nine percent of Americans that make New Year's resolutions keep them. Nine percent. Richard Bates of Ohio State's Fisher College goes on to say that the research shows that 23%, almost a quarter of those people, quit their resolution by the end of the first week. And 43% quit by the end of January. So why is it so difficult to stick by commitment? Often the goal is not realistic. As much as I like to hike and walk, it would be foolish of me to try to take on Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro in my current Christmas cookie-filled state. It just wouldn't be pretty, and I'm guaranteed that I would get hurt in the process. In the same way, it is beyond challenging to change one's entire life overnight, to overcome habits that have been built up for years and years and years. And so sometimes the goal is too big. Another reason we may not stick with our resolutions are it becomes a source of stress itself. How many of you have ever made a commitment to change yourself, but then you miss that one day, And the guilt and the shame maybe comes back that you should have done that or shouldn't have done that. And then you realize, wait, I created this. I don't need more stress. And we stop. However, many of us that have made a resolution fall into this trap, that it's a theory that sounds great, We have read all the books about it. We've watched someone on the Today Show go into depth about how it'll change everything for us. We may even buy all the right stuff. But we're all talk. We're not action. We just never do it, which is why 23% of us, after the first week, fail to keep our resolution. So it's been one week since Christmas, and I'm here to check in. How's it going? Let me pause just to delineate between cultural Christmas and the Christmas as part of our faith journey. Culturally, Christmas has been building since Halloween with stuff and more stuff to buy, Hallmark movies to watch, cookies to make, and then more cookies to make, and decorations to put up. And I'm not asking or really concerned about that Christmas. I imagine that it has left you exhausted with some good memories, but you might be feeling a little bit of a down right now. I'm asking about how Christmas has affected your faith life. At our candlelight service, I left you with a Christmas challenge inspired by the nativity to make room. For others. And the reason was simple because God made room for Mary and Joseph, who were travelers from a very undesirable neighborhood in a scandalous living situation, and God made room for them. Because God made room for shepherds who are literally and socially pushed to the margins. We too are to make room for those with similar circumstances in our community. Because at the manger, those that had no room anywhere else had front row seats to the birth of the Messiah. Make room. So it's been a week, so here is the check-in. Have you made room for others? Or have you already moved on? And I have to ask, and 2 John is a perfect example of why. This very short letter, letter, rather postcard in the New Testament, is a glorified check-in with a Johannine congregation. And there's a lot we don't know about the author or the context of this letter, but we do know that there's some infighting between congregations of the way. Those a part of the Jesus movement disagreed or struggled on how to follow Christ, and the pastor is checking in. How's it going with your faith commitment? They even add some parameters so that they could measure that. In, verse, in just six verses, the word truth appears five times, which gives it a lot of meaning. And for Johannine uh, communities, truth was directly related to the incarnation of God through Christ. Truth was synonymous with the life and ministry of Jesus, which points to God's purpose for how they are to live. To this, the pastor acknowledges some are actually living it. In verse 4, they say, I was overjoyed to find some of your children walking in truth, which is good. However, they still needed reminding. They needed encouragement to come back to that promise walk in truth along with truth the word love appears four times in just six verses which was important for the Johannine communities they certainly would have recalled jesus's words when he said in john 14 34 through 35 i give you a new commandment that you love one another Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love. In this morning's text, the pastor reminds them of the incarnation of God, reminds them of the truth, reminds them of this love, reminds them of the resolution they made to follow Christ. And it's not just a nice theory to pull out in times of trouble. For they add, this is the commandment just as you have heard it from the beginning. You must walk it. You must walk it. Now they didn't have the statistics. We have, uh, we have like 23% will fail after the first week or 43% after a month or only 9% will keep it all year. But they are trying to keep them from moving on to the next thing too quickly And to keep them focused on the faith. You must walk it. To keep your promises to God, you must walk in truth. You must walk in love. You must walk with the hungry, the naked. You must walk with the poor, the imprisoned, and the oppressed. You must walk. And so Christmas is not just this nice It's not this nice story in our Bible and we just close it and put it up. It's a reminder that God became human and that this human child would grow as you and I grow, live as we live, and shows us and every generation how to be human, how to walk with God, how to live right, how to love. Christmas is not just talk. It's action. And I'm here to check in. How's it going? Are you walking it? Are you making room for the Josephs and the Marys, the shepherds? And if not, how could you? Sounds like it could be a resolution, right? How could you walk it? Remembering that our faith is more than just theology and nice words, but it requires us to act on it every single day of our lives. And so our Christmas resolution could be to make room. We must make room for others. And so I'm going to end today's message by leaving you with four different tips to live that out. Because it's difficult to keep these commitments, as we know, and we're laughing at those who don't make it more than a week. So we've all been there. First, take a step no matter how small. Notice even in this morning's scripture passage, it's about walking, not running. What small steps could you take toward living this out in your life? And it may be something simple. In fact, start simple. Those are usually the biggest things that we don't realize. But take a step no matter how small. Second, find ways to enjoy that commitment and anticipate the joy you will receive as you walk it a clergy friend of mine recently confessed that he is no good when he has cash in his wallet he said that whenever he has cash it's gone within a day and so after i asked him why that was he said i have to pay the tolls and i asked what toll roads are is sucking that much cash out of your wallet And he said, whenever I pass someone on the street, I give them something. I give them the toll. Because for him, his faith told him that he needs to give because he has been given. And then he laughed, told me a couple of funny stories about times he had to pay the toll and was looking forward to paying the toll. So find ways to enjoy that commitment in your life. Third, find someone in your circle to keep you accountable. Tell them what you're going to be doing and share with them how you're living it out. Don't keep your faith resolution a secret. Sometimes we do that just in case we don't make it, right? But ask someone to keep you accountable to that resolution. And lastly, take action every day even if for that day you need to walk it just by praying it. Praying for an opportunity to walk it. But always looking for how you can. Take a step no matter how small. Find ways to enjoy it. Find someone to keep you accountable and walk it every day. Because of Christmas, we can. Because we don't walk alone but we walk it with the abiding presence of the truth and love of Christ Jesus. And we can make room for the new world God is calling us to create. Amen? Amen.